WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Dot com to start winning. What is going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Indianapolis Colts get a Christmas Day present. They win in Arizona by a score of 22 to 16. Derek, the the COVID, Indianapolis COVIDs, I should say right now, based off of how many players the Colts were missing in this matchup. I mean, my goodness, how many guys? Let's talk about it. I mean, holy smokes. Basically, your entire starting offensive line is out. Ryan Kelly's the only one that's really not due to COVID. Um, and then, you know, you have Darius Leonard, Kari Willis, Rocky Sin out of this matchup as well. And somehow, some way, Derek, I still don't fully understand it, but the Colts were able to come out with a win. And a win's a win, and sometimes you have to win like that. Sometimes you have to grit it out. You know, sometimes you have to just grind out games like this and win. I mean, Chris Ballard, man, had said as much. Frank Reich said as much. This was a gritty game. This was probably the grittiest game the Colts had to play all year. And ultimately, man, you know, say all you want about all the COVID stuff, all the vaccination stuff, whatever. We're not going to get into that. But – the fact is, the Colts were able to go very shorthandedly and take care of business against Arizona on the road. Um, I mean, my goodness. Just tell me your thoughts, first off, on this performance from this team, being as shorthanded as they are. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Carson Wentz mentioned it after the game, said how, you know, even coming into the game day on Saturday, still losing guys. Uh, so, you know, the coaches had to – had to scrap the game plan in the morning and had to figure a whole new game plan out, especially for the defense. Cause you just lost two very important starters on the defense the day of. So you had to mix some things up and just goes to show you uh, just first off, just how locked in the Colts uh, coaching staff is right now to be able to fix a game plan up in nearly 12 hours and be able to just figure things out and then on top of it, you know, you mentioned this This team shouldn't have won this game. We shouldn't have based off of some of the things that happened and with all the injuries and the COVID stuff that's going on. But yet this team just finds a way, right? And we, I mentioned, we mentioned it last night on the live stream. I mean, this team just has grit, it has fight, and it has determination. You know, and I've said it on the live stream as well. This is probably the the most determined Colts team that I have seen in probably a decade. Uh, this is definitely something very different about this team. Uh, even against all the adversity, you know, being able to play a good team on the road on Christmas and be able to ignore all the distractions going on and still be able to go out and win the game. Even if it was ugly, you know, that's, that's the th beauty of the NFL. doesn't matter how you win. You just need to take the win. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. So makes you feel real good uh, going into these last two weeks against more favorable opponents, as you would like to say. And hopefully as the week goes on, 
you know, this team will start to get some of its players back. We already know Nelson and Leonard most likely will not be playing in the next week. But if you can get most of your offensive line back, you get a couple more of your secondary guys back, then that leaves you feeling a little bit more confident going into the Raiders and the Jaguars. But overall, I mean, I'm super happy with how this team performed on Saturday. You're right, man. And and we said it before, we'll say it again. Like this team a couple months ago, they would have lost that game. They really would have. You know, Mm -hmm. this team, credit to them. You talked about the coaching staff. I want to give major props to Frank Reich, Matt Eberflus, and everybody on that coaching staff getting that team prepared to play and locked in. You know, knowing it was going to be a dogfight, especially losing a lot of your guys, you know, very quickly. For them to be able to adjust on the fly and the team to be able to go out there and perform the way they did and close the game the way that, the way that they did, and we just want to give a special shout-out to them because uh, right now, man, the Colts are locked in. You know, it doesn't matter who's out there. You know, next man up mentality is real with this team. Yes. And they showed even when they're missing some of their best players, their best player on defense clearly, um, one of their best, you know, pretty much their entire offensive line, they're playing with backups they're playing with almost no backups left they had one backup left to put as somebody in if he if that happened then we would have had no offensive lineman left on the roster to play with are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana michigan new jersey tennessee and virginia the excitement of win las vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now. Or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. T- terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a pr- state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah. At one point when Chris Reed went down in that game, fortunately he came back. The Colts were down to one reserve lineman, and that was Carter O'Donnell, who just came off the practice squad, right? He was an undrafted guy a couple years ago. So it was getting to that point where just like, who do we have left? Do we actually like legitimately need to consider we put a defensive lineman in an offensive line? Because like, I don't know what we're going to do at that point, you know, but credit to Chris Reed coming back into that game. They just breathe a little bit better after he came back in that game. But yeah, man, this team is finding ways to win games they probably shouldn't win. And, you know, the funny thing is at the start of the season, we're saying the Colts are losing games they probably should have won. Now they're winning games they probably should have lost. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, that that's what happens. What you got to do, man. Good teams. People will say, well, the Cardinals beat themselves. Okay, well, the Colts didn't beat themselves, and that's what matters. Good teams do that. Yes. You know, Kyler Murray even talked about it. He said, yeah, good teams don't do that, you know, and, and we need to figure this out. And the Colts, they figured it out, man. Yep. And credit to Chris Ballard, man. He got the game ball, and I think deservedly so. Shout out to Chris Ballard for the absolute amazing offseason and the depth that he built on this de- on this team, right? On the offensive line and the secondary, everywhere. And guys like EJ Speed, who and we'll talk about some of these guys, you know, later on in this episode, I'm sure. But shout out to Chris Ballard and just the ways that he's been able to find talent and guys that can step up in a pinch like this game. 
and you can still keep the ship afloat and win a game that you need to win. There was, right? I mean, we've been raving about it all offseason, right? We talked about the offensive line depth. We talked about the depth in the secondary. We raved about it so much, but we've never actually seen it come to light except in, in this game specifically. And it was so evident. It was so needed. If it wasn't – if we did not – if Ballard did not make the moves he made – this offseason, this team loses this game specifically based off of not having that depth. So Ballard single-handedly was the reason we won this game to, uh, Saturday because of all the acquisitions he made to make sure this team had talent at every spot for this specific reason. And, I mean, it's it's awesome, man. Like I told you, if we didn't have that depth, th- this Colts team loses this game last night. Yep. And if we didn't have the leadership of Frank Reich and company, we lose that game as well. So I just want to give a special shout out to all the personnel, man, all all the, the guys that aren't players, right? The coaches and the GM. I want to give a special shout out to all those people and everybody in between there. They deserve the credit for this game specifically, for sure. Yes. Um, also, it's interesting, Derek, when the Colts started this kind of push here the last half of the season or the last quarter of the season, we were like, man, we got to split those games in Arizona and in New England at least. And the Colts are like, heck no, we're gonna we're gonna win both of them, man. And <laughs> I mean, now you just look at it, you win nine games now. Really, you only have to win one of these two games. You ideally are gonna hopefully win both of them, but now you give yourself the breathing room that you did not give yourself at the beginning of the season, right? Now you can actually legitimately like obviously you want to win both these games, but say you have a slip up on one of these two games, you're still a playoff team. And that's huge with these two wins. You know, we said this Arizona game is the only game you can afford to lose. Now you win it and you're kind of playing with house money a little bit almost, you know, where you're like, I mean, you want to win, but now you're like, yeah, we're pretty much, I think the Colts were up to 98% chance to make the playoffs now. So you pretty much secured yourself a playoff spot. And if the Colts take care of business next week at home, season finale against the Raiders, they are in the playoff picture. They are already in then. Um, Right now they're still the five seed, but if they're able to do that, and, man, you know what's crazy? If the Colts would have lost yesterday, Tennessee wins the division. Yeah. But the division is still alive for the Colts because of this push that they've made. So I want to give a shout-out to them, man. They, they did what they needed to do. They grinded it out when they needed to grind it out. And that's going to be so valuable, man, especially when you're finding ways to win. This is a team that we're finding way to, ways to lose, like we mentioned. Now that you're finding ways to win, that's a dangerous thing for any team you're playing in the playoffs. You can win pretty. You can win ugly. You can win anyway. The Colts just win now. Yes, that's, that's exactly huge. what we need. <laughs> huge, huge, huge. This is the team. We talked about it. You guys made a video last week. Are the Colts the hottest team in the NFL? I think they are at this point. You know, I think you can argue Green Bay. You can ar- argue Kansas City. The Colts are right in that conversation right now. Yeah, absolutely. They're finding ways to win without half the roster, man. Yeah, so. yeah, and and against a playoff, a pretty much a playoff team too. Arizona wins one more game, and Arizona's getting in. So you know, it's one of those things where, again, it it, it is you're you're winning games when you need to, and yeah, I mean, this team really is one of the top three hottest teams in the NFL right now. There's just no question about it. Yeah, let's talk about this defense, man. So over the last three games, the Colts have averaged 11 points allowed you know, through the three games, the total. Um, that is incredible, especially considering the competition that you're facing. You know, obviously you got Houston. Okay, whatever. You know, you shut out Houston. It's still an NFL team. You shut out an NFL team. Yeah, exactly. That matters. 
You know, and Houston actually has not been as bad as a lot of people say. They're still bad, but they've been able to been more than capable of putting up points at certain points. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the Colts were able to do that, I thought that was big. You know, take care of a bad team, do what you need to do, and shut them out. Just give your defense more confidence. And whatever they were able to hold New England to zero points through three quarters. You could argue, you know, in that last, that first touchdown that we were scored, that probably could have been counted as a third quarter touchdown because basically it was, but it was right there at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Right. And they were able to finish that game. And then this game, they were able to hold Arizona. You know, Kyler Murray, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, and they still have weapons. Yeah. They were able to hold them to 16 points. I mean, so this team right now, uh, this defense specifically, especially considering how shorthanded they were without Leonard, without Willis, without Rocky Asin, without Andrew Sandejo, they were able to come in and not just win, but pretty much dominate this game, man. You know, you think about the one touchdown that they allowed, the the touchdown pass, the only touchdown pass that Kyler Murray had in this game. I don't really fault the defense even in that. That was a great throw first off by Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Second off, your special teams kind of let you down on that drive when they had kind of that faked out everybody. Yeah. They were already on your side of the field basically at that point. Yeah, they were at the 41-yard line of Indianapolis at that point. Exactly. So, like, I don't necessarily fault the defense there, but I thought they did a great, great job. I mean, overall, they, they didn't allow – they had, you know, allowed two touchdowns in this game, but – you know, they kind of tightened up a little bit, man. They played really, really well, considering all the circumstances. Guys like EJ Speed, guys like uh, George Odom, you know, guys like Isaiah Rogers, different guys like that, they played incredible. And shout out to Quiddy Pay, too. His best, he was a menace back there. Him and Dio were absolutely menaces back there in the Arizona backfield all day long. The Colts kind of are starting to now figure out this pressure thing, man. And that's going to be so great because that has been their biggest Achilles heel. They're able to make Kyler Murray pretty much uncomfortable all night. So I just want to give a special shout out to all these guys who are stepping in, the guys who stepped into these roles, and also some of the guys that are now playing really well that we need to play well down the stretch. What are your thoughts on this defense so far? Yeah, I mean, this defense over the last, what has it now been, six weeks? I mean, over the last six weeks, I mean, you can make the argument that this defense when healthy is potentially the best one, probably the best defense in the NFL over the last six weeks. When you're looking at it from points per game spectrum, you're talking about the takeaways that this team continues to get. I mean, again, leads the NFL with 30 takeaways, obviously didn't get one last night. Cause you know, one of your biggest playmakers, a couple of your biggest playmakers weren't out there. So that kind of is to be expected, but yeah, I mean, outside of, and that was the funny thing, too. You know, when Kyler Murray busted that 57-yard run on the second drive of the game, right, you felt like that was a moment where it's like, okay, do you as a defense step back a little bit and say, okay, it's Kyler Murray. It was going to happen a few times. Just let's refocus, right? They did not let that get to them. Kyler Murray made one big play. Outside of that, the Cardinals really did have to work for everything they got. This bend but don't break defense mentality that Eberflus has, it was on full display again. I mean, again, I can mention it. The two best wide receivers for the Cardinals yesterday, Chase Edmonds, their running back, Zach Ertz, their tight end. The other receivers, I mean, Christian Kirk had seven catches yesterday, but he only had 48 yards. I mean, he was only average, he wasn't even averaging seven yards a catch. So, you know, again, keeping everything in front of you. And A.J. Green, yeah, he beat Rhodes pretty bad on one play. One play. A.J. Green was a non-factor the rest of the game. 
uh, Wesley tried to get involved a lot, especially in the red zone. Rodgers certainly had his hands full trying to hold on to him. But again, you know, Eberflus's defense is even missing Rock and everything else. These corners, again, just shutting down these wide receivers, and it's really just coming down to the running backs and the tight ends. You know, we're still going to have to figure that out in the middle of the field. But this Colts defense, despite missing people, still just held these wide receivers of Arizona down. And they were basically non-factors in this game, except for the two opposite positions. So, you know, what can you say? I mean, just missing all these guys, but yet the mentality never changed, right? It was always the same. And Odom made a huge pass breakup late in the game. I mean, Arizona got desperate, tried to make that 30-yard catch to Christian Kirk, and Odom made a great play. Isaiah Rogers making some great tackles. And you mentioned it, the defensive line. I didn't think they were that great in the first half. Um, I thought in the second half they did a much better job of getting a little bit more pressure on Kyler Murray, forcing him to throw a couple of balls that he didn't really want to. So, yeah, in the second half, Pay and Dio were both doing a great job of getting more pressure, getting more consistent pressure and forcing Kyler to have to run and not be comfortable. So, yeah, overall, I mean, this defense, again, it brought energy. It brought energy, and I loved it. Loved that they just – it's the same story over the last few weeks. I mean, Kyler Murray completed 60% of his passes for 245 yards and one touchdown. I mean, it's he threw, he threw 20 more uh, passing yards than Carson Wentz on 15 more passing attempts. So, you know, again, keeping everything in front of him. Obviously, we struggled a little bit in the uh, stopping the run department, but outside of the Kyler Murray run, you know, Edmonds really had to fight a lot for the yards that he got. I mean, outside of the 11-yard run that he had, he was only averaging three yards carry, so it wasn't like it was anything too crazy. Uh, Again, just solid, very solid from the defense. Missing all these guys, but Eberflus's defense and scheme still only gave up 16 points. Right. I want to highlight EJ Speed real fast and then George Odom as well, because you mentioned George Odom, but also EJ Speed. I thought, given the circumstances, yeah, he struggled a little bit. And I even texted you that first drive, the Cardinals picked on a little bit. Oh, yeah. Zach Ertz had like three or four catches on that first drive alone. And you're like, oh boy, what's going to happen here? You know, like, is EJ Speed going to be lost? You know, and credit to him. He stepped it up after that, man. He didn't allow, Zach Ertz really was a non factor after that. Um, you look at him for the game. Let me pull up the stats real fast. Yeah. He had eight catches for 54 yards, but like you got to think half of those catches came in that first drive and you really yeah. held him in check the rest of the game. So just want to give a special shout out to EJ Speed. We all knew he had the talent. We all knew he had the length and the size. It was just like, can he put it together? Yes. And really with no preparation at all to be your starter, finding out the day of, the morning of that you're going to be the starter – I thought he filled in admirably. And honestly, Derek, if there is a positive from this game, it's the fact that you got your depth tested a little bit. Right? Yes. Some of these guys that we didn't know at certain positions. like Yeah, the linebackers them, especially. We mentioned that. How many right. times now that we were like, do we even trust any of these guys to step in? And EJ Speed had to step in with very little preparation, and he did that. I mean, that's, that's right. insane. So. So you feel good about now your depth at linebacker. You feel like EJ Speed can jump in in a pinch. Wherever that is, you know, specifically Darius Leonard's position, but I feel like he can step in anywhere. He showed 
showed me a lot last night. And then talk about George Odom. I personally feel like he needs to be your starting free safety moving forward because this guy, every time he gets an opportunity, he, he goes out there and performs, man. I think George Odom deserves more playing time with Julian Blackman out for the year. You know, yeah, Andrew Sandejo, he's been playing a little bit better, but I personally think George Odom is a lot more athletically gifted, and I think he's a better player right now. He offers you a lot more upside at free safety. So yeah. I personally want George Odom to be your starting free safety moving forward. And, yeah, I mean, I thought overall this defense played excellently considering the circumstances, considering, you know, when Arizona started driving, you're like, oh, boy, you know, how's this defense going to respond? I mean, this is a this is a different animal than a Mac Jones, right? This is a Kyler Murray who can also beat you with his legs. How's this gonna work? You know, but credit to the defense, they they buckled up and really after that Kyler Murray scramble, they played really great football the rest of the way. So I want to give us a shout out to this defense again, yeah. continuing to be uh, really really good. Um, oh, you, yeah. you mentioned it really after that Jets game, Derek. Well, we went on air and criticized Matt Eberflus and said, what are you doing? I know, giving up 30 points to the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Ever since then, you know, the Colts must have hurt us or the Colts just don't pay attention to us and they just talk to Matt Eberflus or something. But it has been night and day different. Your defense has has come up, has been a lot more creative, I think. Um, they've done a lot more defensively to help out. And the results have, have spoken for themselves, man. So, Want to give a shout-out to Iberflus and this defense. They have been lights out ever since that Jets game. So you love to see that, man, because you know this team has talent, right? We knew this for a long time. But now some of these players are rising to the occasion, the Isaiah Rodgers of the world. We mentioned EJ Speed, George Oda. Some of these guys are now rising to the occasion. And that's the difference, I think, in how the defense was really struggling to start the year to now being one of the top units in the league right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I thought that was weird because, you know, we were mentioning that in the Jets game. We kind of mentioned it several times where it's like, you know, you lost guys like Autry. You lost guys like Houston. You lost guys like Anthony Walker. And we were mentioning to ourselves, does this defense, is the defense really missing them? Like, because, you know, their veteran leadership, their productivity, all these things. We're thinking, is this defense worse? than what it was the previous year. I mean, the previous year it was, you know, a fringe near the top 10 kind of defense at times. But then we were like thinking, but now over the span of these last six weeks, you have seen this team secondary-wise do such an amazing job rebounding, doing things that it wasn't able to do last year because of guys like Isaiah Rogers, because of Rocky Yassine having a fantastic year, best year of his career, young career so far. And then even with some of the guys like Blackman and Willis being out for some significant time, these free safeties and these other safeties backups just coming in, doing a fantastic job regardless of that situation. I mean, I would very much argue now this defense is playing much better than that defense was last year at any point. Because right now, even with the guys out, I still am more confident in this defense to be able to hold a team to 20 less points than I was last year, even with them fully healthy. Because this secondary is catching up to what they want to do. The linebackers are getting better. They're getting better in coverage slightly. And the defensive line, while it may not be quite as productive as it was last year, it is still getting uh, better as the year is going on. So it's helping out. You know, Quiddy Pay's figuring it out. Dio's coming in. You have that depth on the defensive line now that you didn't know if you had last year. So, I mean, I love what this defense is doing. Just huge shout out to all of them. They are so awesome.
Yeah. I mean, it's almost like polar opposite of last year. Last year, they started out so hot, right? They were the top defense for weeks and weeks. Then they started to trail off when it came to the playoffs in the second half of the season. Yeah. This year has been the complete opposite. They started off horribly, terribly. And then all of a sudden, now they're playing like a top defense. It's just weird and kind of funny and ironic how this season has almost mirrored itself in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to this defense. Great, great job the last couple of weeks. Let's continue that pressure. I mean, right now, man, you're right. Like, I've never had so much confidence in a defense right now to be able to basically shut down passing games. That's been the Colts Achilles heel for how long now? To be able to stop the pass? Oh, like, since like 2009, yeah. I mean, honestly. Right. It's been a long time coming. So, I mean, the fact that the Colts now are playing this way without Julian Blackman and Corey Willis for most of the year, that's huge, man. If you get them back next year, especially Julian Blackman, because we do think Corey Willis will come back maybe in a couple weeks here. I mean, this defense could even get better, which is crazy to think about with how well they've been playing. But yeah, man, defense is great. Let's move on to the offense, though. We talked about the defense quite a bit. Let's talk about this actually this Colts running game because, Derek, outside of a Jonathan Taylor really big run, uh, this Colts running game was actually held in check for the first time really this whole year. Yeah, I mean, it really, it really was. I mean, yeah, for the last, what, eight weeks now, uh, this was probably Jonathan Taylor's worst, probably his worst game uh, over the last eight weeks. And Statistically. Like, still Statistically. had – Still had 108 yards uh, rushing in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean that was to be expected, right? You know they saw they they knew how thin we were on the offensive line. You had a couple of mismatches there on your on the front that you thought you could take advantage of, and the Cardinals, unlike what the Patriots did, they brought a lot more exotic blitzes. They brought a lot of safeties down from the edge trying to get to the outside and uh, blitz the holes. You know, I mean, it was one of those things where the Cardinals really took advantage of that. You're right. Outside of Jonathan Taylor busting that 43-yard run on the first play of the game, I mean, outside of that, I mean, he he didn't even average – I don't even think he averaged three yards a carry. I mean, he was averaging 2.7 yards a carry afterwards. I mean, that's just insane. I mean, it, it was it outside of that, and yet Jonathan Taylor at the end of the day still ran for a four-yard average uh, because of that first run. He had a couple of decent ones, but he had the most – yeah, that's the crazy part. He had seven runs yesterday of negative yards, season high by a long shot, and yet still was able to rush for 100-plus yards in this game, and we told you again, Colts, Jonathan Taylor rushes for 100 yards, this team wins. When he doesn't do it, we lose. And, you know, I mean, despite the issues there, you know, again, this this team was still able to find resolve, you know, was still able to make some things work, you know, and, the, and that was the thing where in the stream, too, I was trying to tell people, like, you know, I get that everybody wants to run the football right now, but in that particular game specifically, you just couldn't. You just couldn't. You were down too many offensive linemen, and the Cardinals were catching on. The Cardinals were catching on. They were trying to load the boxes and bring exotic blitzes that the Colts weren't expecting, and it was working. I mean, they, for the most part, kept Jonathan Taylor in check. If it wasn't for the play of Carson Wentz down the stretch, then, you know, this offense probably wouldn't have done a whole lot. So, you know, I mean, this it it, it is a reminder you know, just 
um, again, how great Jonathan Taylor is that, you know, even having statistically probably his worst game of the year outside of maybe the first couple weeks. I mean, still what he's been able to do for this team, he's such an impact. And, you know, they tried to get Hines involved in a few runs. And Carson Wentz, I thought, uh, even though he didn't do much in the rushing department, thought he did a great job with a couple plays with his feet. Uh, if, if Davenport doesn't get that holding on Chandler Jones late in the fourth quarter, that run Carson Wentz would have had that would have put us all the way down to the one yard line. We would have had a touchdown there instead of a field goal. So, you know, Carson Wentz, again, good job with his feet. You know, it was, it was a mild day for the Colts rushing the ball. I mean, we averaged four yards carry. So it was, it, over the last eight weeks, yeah, this has probably been the most mild day we've had running the football. Right. And he did, you know, to, to Jonathan Taylor's credit, to run over 100 yards with that offensive line, with all the injuries, all the backups in, I mean, that, I mean, this That's dude insane. continues to do what he does, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor, that, you know, this is the first game where Carson Wentz had to go out there and they had to win this game, right? They couldn't just rely on Jonathan Taylor. It's funny, Derek, because like, we talked about it. And Frank Reich, this is crazy. It seems like this keeps happening where they talk about something and something happens and the Colts have to do it, you know? So Frank Reich talked about, he talked about after that Patriots game, right? He said, at some point, Carson's going to have to be our MVP, right? At some point, he's going to have to go out there and win us a game. And boom, what happened? Carson Wentz went out there. He led you on that game-winning drive. You win the game, right? And I will just say right now, I was dogging on Carson Wentz in that third quarter. I was because he was missing throws. You know, I know he had a backup offensive line and all these things happened, but he was missing throws. Yeah. He wasn't reading things. He was struggling in that third quarter. I mean, I texted you, Derek. I said, he looks bad. Yeah. He looks really bad right now. But I will say this, Carson Wentz, I am so glad that you kept your composure. You moved on to the next play. You know, you composed yourself. You came back in that fourth quarter. And you won the game. You had some big-time throws there in that drive. That big throw to T.Y. Hilton, obviously the big one to Patman. I mean, I want to give credit where it's due, man. Carson Wentz had some struggles yesterday. I don't want us to act like he was perfect because he wasn't. But at the end of the day, this was a question so many people had. Can Carson Wentz lead the Colts in big-time wins in big-time games? And he did it. Yep. He did it. He won the game for the Colts. I want to give him credit, man. I mean, 225 passing yards, two touchdowns, zero picks again. Carson Wentz on the year now, 25 passing touchdowns, only six picks. I mean, what can you say about the guy? I thought he had a great performance outside of that third quarter uh, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he had a good performance. I mean, still threw 64% of his uh, – 64%, you know, 225 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, again, it wasn't glamorous, but when uh, – when your defense is playing the way that it is, you, you can afford to have some of those bad drives. And thankfully, uh, just, you know, and again, he proved it once again that he can deliver in the clutch. You know, I, I just don't, I find it very hard to believe. I find it just hilarious that we still have to continue to defend this narrative. Like this season, many, many times over, Carson Wentz has shown you that in late games, this season specifically, he has been able to win this team games. It's just the rest of the team that's been screwing him over at the end. So, I mean, this is just another piece of evidence to prove, again, Carson Wentz may not be the most, the best quarterback in the NFL, but is he good enough to win you games? Yes, he absolutely can. 
I mean, and, and give credit to the wide receivers here, man, because the wide receivers stepped up in a big way. We'll talk about them next. And Carson mentioned it a bunch of times in the in his press conference, just said, you know, it's you just can't lose your composure. You know, you, you want to have that emotion, but you have to remind yourself that, you know, what because they asked him like that third quarter, man, he struggled. We all saw it. Right. And then and then they're like, what did you have to do to get yourself out of that situation? And he said, well, I just can't lose confidence. You know, I know that I have the ability to go do it. I just have to remind myself I have to go out there and play the football that I know. And Frank Reich mentioned it in the locker room that, you know, he he has supreme confidence in Carson Wentz and his ability. He got one of the two game balls uh, because obviously Carson Wentz deserved it for leading this team in the fourth quarter the way he did. And, you know, it's great to know that, it's just another reminder that Carson Wentz can be a winning quarterback for you and can help you win games in, in big situations like this. It's just now, I mean, once you get to the playoffs, you have to continue to do that more. We'll just have to see as the season goes on. But, I mean, Carson Wentz, while it wasn't a great performance, it was good enough to get the job done. He came in clutch, and that's all you can ask for. Colts football is finally back. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Colts tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket services charge, and this allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better price the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I know I'm still excited around all the different games that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have this season. I'm excited for some more home games. I'm going to hope hopefully get to be able to go to a couple home games this year and on the road. And whatever you're doing, TickPick's got you covered there. And if you're looking forward to attending this season as well, whatever game it is, I just just recommend TickPick. I think they do a really good job of being able to provide tickets because we all know the hassle of trying to find tickets. So if you are interested, visit TickPick.com slash juice today to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what happens when you actually believe in your quarterback and you give him reason to believe in himself, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Shout out to the Eagles for not doing that because now we get him. And uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, it doesn't out. matter. You need to be mentally tough. Like, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, you think about it. Like, how much, how big has it had to be for Carson Wentz's mental health to be able to have a team and a coach that believes in him and believes that he can go do that? You know, like that. Just, just from a person's like, just a, a human standpoint. Whatever your job is, whether you're, you know, a football player, whether you just work a normal job. If you have an employer, if you have a person, your boss, who believes in you and continues to encourage you, allows you to make mistakes, but allows you to learn from them, can you imagine how big your confidence would be as opposed to somebody who, you know, think about it. Last year, basically, you could get somebody that's going to be your replacement, essentially, in Jalen Hurts. What's that going to do for your confidence, you know? And so the fact that the Colts not only traded for Carson Wentz, you know, gave up a first-round pick. Let him know we value you. We care about you. We're invested in you. We believe in you. It's amazing what happens. Even when you have those rough quarters, 
to have a coach that says you're fine. I believe in you. Keep your confidence up. It, it just shows what a good head coach does, what a good locker room does, and what a good organization does when they believe in a player like they do with Carson Wentz. I just love it, Matt. Absolutely. I just love it. It's awesome. But you mentioned those those wide receivers. Let's talk about them, man. They really stepped up in this game, specifically Michael Pittman. Oh, yeah. another huge game, man. He's he's like less than thirty yards away now from his an thousand yard season. And this is crazy to me, Derek. I actually posted this stat earlier today on Twitter. If slash when he does reach that mark, I think he'll probably reach that mark next week against the Raiders. When he reaches that mark, he's going to be the first Colt to do it since twenty eighteen. Okay, okay. that's that cool. But the first Colt outside of T.Y. Hilton to do it since 2012. Can you can you remember what Colts player was the last one to do it outside of T.Y. Hilton? Uh, outside of T.Y. Oh my goodness. Um, well, if you're asking me 2012, oh man, that's a long ways back. Uh, I, I would assume it'd probably be Reggie Wayne. It was Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne's last great season with Indianapolis, Andrew Luck's rookie year. He had over a thousand yards. So, crazy. <laughs> yeah, Pittman, another great performance. Eight catches, eighty-two yards. He was consistently the best wide receiver on the field for the Colts. They kept going back to him. He kept making those clutch catches down the stretch. Yeah. So, I want to give him a shout out. He's continuing. You know, it's a bummer that he got ejected up from that Patriots game because he probably could have a thousand yards right now. Oh yeah, honestly. But yeah, he had a nice bounce back performance after leaving the game early last week against the Patriots. And then T.Y. Hilton also, you know, he hasn't had a great season statistically all year, but he had some clutch catches down the stretch. I mentioned that throw on that game-winning drive that T.Y. Hilton had down the sideline, um, had a big catch there, finished the day with four catches for 51 yards, had the first touchdown of the game as well. So, you know, T.Y. hasn't been absolutely great this year. You know, he's definitely been in the decline this year in terms of, you know, statistics and also has been injured a little bit, but... Give credit where it's due. T.Y. Hilton stepped up and was a nice complimentary number two for Pittman yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Pittman, eight catches on 12 targets. I mean, he was <laughs> only guy outside of T.Y. to even have more than five. I mean, they went to Pittman often and often in that game, and Pittman was was huge. You know, he was moving the ball a lot, and he was moving the chains, you know, and, and T.Y. Hilton – I mean, such a huge game for T.Y. Hilton, right? Three catches yesterday that were of sig very big significance. You know, that uh, it was the um, – I think it was that first down that he had uh, on – I think it was in the third or fourth quarter when, you know, he was right there at the line, made that um, eight-yard catch that they needed to get the chains moving. Uh, that was a huge catch. You obviously mentioned the big 39-yarder. Carson Wentz delivered a beautiful ball. T.Y. Hilton just was wide open, nowhere to go there. And then T.Y. Hilton with that first touchdown uh, in the game, you know, got the Colts off to an early start. And the Colts, I mean, this is a common trend that we keep seeing now too, Cody. Over the last eight weeks, uh, the Colts have scored a – I think the Colts have scored a touchdown in seven of their last eight games on the first drive of the game. I mean, it goes to show you this team scores quickly now, and it scores, and it takes leads. And that's the great thing with this Colts team is now you're not playing from behind anymore. You don't have to rely on Carson Wentz as much to do these crazy things because you're able to take leads early. I mean, Hilton just had a great game. You know, you, you got to give him credit. I mean, statistically and health-wise, just not a great year for him, but he just continues to not let it affect him. You know, he goes out there, still does the job, and, you know, he did – he. 
did us wonders yesterday. Molly Cox, who again has been out of the offense a lot over the last few weeks, you know, mainly just due to the fact that he's been dropping a lot of passes. I mean, Molly Cox in this game, when Jack Doyle goes out, you know, Cox had to step up to in that game, and he did. He had that huge 37 yarder uh, in that second quarter, I believe. And it was, or I was, I think it was later in the game, but Molly Cox, a huge one. Ashton Doolin, the one catch that he had, Carson Wentz just delivered a bullet to Doolin and a great catch there. Uh, Desmond Patman, first touchdown of his NFL career, the one catch he had all game. I don't know if you saw Cody, but do you see how happy that team was? Do you see all the guys just run up to him and almost mob him? I mean, he was they were so happy for Desmond Patman. Cause you know that's uh that's Michael Pittman's boy right there. Oh, you know, those yeah. two love each other. Cox was so happy. Everybody was happy for Patman. I mean, and Carson Wentz was just loving it. I mean, yeah, give credit to these guys, man. And the Hines had one catch for seven yards. Uh, that was a, a great catch that he made. Granted, had one catch for six yards. I mean, you know, it, it, it was it was a very solid day from these wide receivers. And, you know, we needed the help. Uh, it was, you know, Carson can't do all of this by himself. You know, there were a couple drops. But, again, when the drives needed to be done and we needed big catches, the wide receivers stepped up. And that's exactly what you need. Yep, minus Zach Pascal because he was out for this game as well. So, yeah, some of those guys had to step up in critical moments, and they did. So, shout out to the wide receivers and tight ends, you know, especially losing Jack Doyle. That's huge, especially for your running game. So, yeah, shout out to, to Granson and Mo for being able to step in and fill that void pretty well in this game. Um, also wanted to just talk about the special teams really fast. Interesting that Michael Badgley, two of three on this game, you know, had that big miss, that 50-plus yarder miss. Everybody's like, he left it a little short, and everybody's like, oh, man, is it time to go back to Hot Rod? But I thought he bounced back nicely. He made his, he made two of three. Um, I thought I thought he looked fine. I don't think it's quite time to go back there yet. But, yeah, I thought Badgley was fine outside of that one miss. He, you know, he wasn't Matt Prater bad. Matt Prater missed. Remember, he, he left seven points on the field. Yeah. So um, I thought, all things considered, I thought Badgley was fine in this game. You know, you got to obviously make that kick. It was probably just a – like we said with Blankenship last year, you know, we know that they can make those kicks. They have the leg to do it. Sometimes you just have those where you leave them short. So Yeah, yeah. sometimes uh, you leave those short because when you when you kick a 50-plus yarder, I'm sure any NFL kicker, I'm sure even Pat McAfee will tell you it, that, you know, when you have a long kick like that and you haven't kicked those in a long time, you know, sometimes in game situations you forget to put that extra leg into it because you're trying to focus on your – accuracy to the point where sometimes you just lose a little bit of that power and you know it was a dead-on kick you just left it a yard short you know and it, that's unfortunate you know I mean I mean we've seen Hot Rod make one from that distance last year against Green Bay to win the game but uh you know I'm sure Badgley the first kick he's going to try to nail in practice is that 53 yarder again I'm sure he's going to try to remind himself that he can make that he just needs to go out and try it again. And yeah, the special teams, I mean, you know, other than obviously they messed up on the uh, punt in the third quarter where they obviously thought that it, the returner was on the, on the right side, but it actually was kicked to the left side and the whole special teams just got fooled on that. Uh, very rare that that's happened. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, the Colts have 
don't ever get known for that because they their special teams always dominates the other, uh, which was very odd for that sort of thing to happen. But thank goodness it just didn't cost us the game. Uh, you know, you talk about the rest of the special teams. I mean, Zaire Franklin, again, being a, a, being a stud, you know, making a lot of big special teams tackles yesterday. Uh, dropped one of the kick returners at the 10. I mean, Tyre Franklin just continues to keep making plays on the special teams unit, and I love it. I mean, you know, special teams, again, had one bad punt, uh, punt coverage and had one missed field goal. But outside of that, I mean, at least we could say we weren't the Cardinals bad yesterday. Right. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It didn't lose you the game, which you'll take. You know, normally the Colts are very good, like you mentioned, on special teams. But also, like, you think about that, your special teams also helped you get a safety, right, if you think about it like that. Because the Cardinals fumble that ball, Kyler Murray has to run into the end zone and gets a safety ultimately. That wouldn't have happened if you didn't pin them back all the way within their own 10-yard line. Yeah, exactly. I want to give a shout-out to the special teams. Had a few oops moments yesterday, but overall I thought it was a solid game. You know, and and they won you the game too. Like they also contributed to six points, and I mean maybe even eight points if you count the two field goals and then the safety. So yeah, I mean I thought special teams was okay. They had a few uh, moments where you're like, crap, we got to figure that out next week. But overall, they were fine. Yeah. But, all right, what are your overall impressions, man, from this team? Now you know you think about it, nine and six right now, still the number five seed. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. We're recording this as some of these one o'clock games are going. But what are your thoughts overall on this team moving forward? You got two more weeks to the season. Could potentially finish eleven and six, or worse. We'll see what happens there. But at least you have won nine games at this point. Give me your overall thoughts on this Colts team so far through these games. I mean, I, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, I'll be honest. I said it in the stream as well. I don't think I've had this much fun watching a Colts team right now than what I have from this in a long, long time. And, I mean, you and I were big fans of this team during the Andrew Luck era. And I'll be honest, dude, I, I said it, and this might get a lot of people stirred up, but I'll say it anyway for my sake. I think this team right now is a better Colts team than any team that we had during the Andrew Luck era right now. It's just when you're looking at it from a depth perspective, and everything else going on, I think this team is better built for the circumstances that they're facing. Uh, I love the attitude and just where this team's at mentally. And, you know, you certainly hope that going forward, you're going to get some of these guys back. You know, you hope you get the majority of your offensive line back this week. Maybe get a couple of guys back in the secondary. That will help because obviously, even though the Raiders have struggled a little bit, they still have some guys there that you need to be careful of, but I'm I'm super happy. I mean, I did not expect in the month of December to not have to, to not be losing uh, any games right now. And, and outside of Tampa Bay, obviously, outside of Tampa Bay, this team hasn't lost this month, and I'm really excited about where this team's at. You know, five weeks ago. I wasn't confident in what this team was going to be able to do and making it to the playoffs. I didn't know if they would. And now all of a sudden here I am thinking that we probably are. And I'm loving it, man. I'm, I'm loving what this team's doing and I'm super proud of them. And I'm here for it, man. I'm here for the long roll. Yep. I thought I would finish with a Jim Ursay quote from last night on the Colts. He said, we feel like this team 
is a more mature team and a more talented team than last year's team. And last year's team was really good. I feel this year the magic could be there. We'll leave it on that note. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support. For Derek and myself, hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Hope you have a Happy New Year. Hope it's great for you and your family, whatever you are doing, wherever you are at, wherever you're listening from. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.